0: America After Midnight is a series of sonic dramas exploring the darkest corners of our national consciousness. The following podcast contains adult themes and strong language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. When a poet's career flounders, he launches a desperate search for a way to boost his creativity, leading him to consider a horrifying procedure. America After Midnight presents Trepanation. Written by Tom Lavanino. Directed by Matt Pelfrey. And starring Heather Paloza, David Dietz, Bill Holtz, and Brandon L. L. Bishop.
1: Nicely articulated. Nicely articulated. It's just a band-aid. It's not like I got hurt or anything. See? My economics of population professor, Mr. Vickers, he's in love with me. How I know is he's always not looking at me. Last Tuesday, when he handed back the Depression Decade papers, deliberately took an extra long not look at me. He didn't look up when he called out, Samantha Remington. Or when I went up and took the paper from him, either. And I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that he didn't look up when I walked back to my desk. Plus, all he put down was a grade on the paper. He wrote C plus at the top. That's all. That's all he put down. <laughs> and see, that's the other way that I know he's in love with me. He put a comment on Jeannie Sal's paper. He gave her a B-plus and wrote next to one of the paragraphs, Nicely articulated. Plus, I watched him, and he actually looked at her. He watched her when she went up there to get her paper. (laughs) It was almost like he was trying to make me jealous. Nicely articulated. (sighs) You know, I'm not really all that interested in economics of population anyway, to be perfectly honest. And he's not a very good teacher either, I don't think. If he's so good, why is he teaching at a community college like this one? If I was him, I wouldn't be teaching here. I wouldn't waste my time here. And I don't care anything about economics anyway. It's not what I'm interested in. Because I'm interested in... Other stuff. I'm interested in other stuff.
2: There was a time when I didn't mind Tim coming over and spouting off till 2 in the morning. I mean, you're making me money. Splendid, Tim. Keep it up. Keep bringing money into the office, Tim. You can move in. I mean, what you have to understand is, calendar year 2003, Tim Unterreiner was gold. Far and away my biggest client. That's the year I got him the three-book deal. When Delacorte still published his kind of poetry. Which they don't do anymore. Which nobody does anymore. There's no money in that kind of stuff. The money's in all the stuff now that you couldn't give away back then. You know how many books of Tim's kind of poetry Delacarte used to publish annually? Ten or so. Maybe twelve. That's one a month. That's one a month and that's splendid. One month in 2003 was Tim's. And let me tell you something. Ottoman Empire did more than decently. Made us think, here we go, gravy train. Gravy train time. House in the Sun Valley buying time. Robert Frost time times 10. But then the second book stiffed. We got a kill fee for the third, which it never got published anywhere. Yeah, we were devastated, Tim especially. Let's face it, he was never really that good.
3: Brodigan with a brain, they called me. No, really, that's what they used to call me. That's really what they said a few years back, when Ottoman Empire was first published. Tim Unterreiner is like Brodigan with a brain. Actually, they said it. It was in the October 12, 2003 issue of Rolling Stone, on page 24, top left-hand corner. That's where they talked about me and Ottoman Empire and how I'd... Their quote, their exact quote, was that I'd created a new off-ramp in the Poetry Expressway... Very complimentary and everything, yeah. Even had my picture. No, not Annie Leibowitz, Tom Drysdale. I saw where Tom just shot the cover for the new White Stripes album, the one that came out a couple of months ago. He's good. A good photographer. Caught me good, looking young and everything, with a smile and everything. Okay. It's like this. There was a time, and it wasn't too long ago either, when it wasn't so, you know, crowded... Maybe the world was smaller or something. Not everybody was writing, maybe. There was no such thing as poetry slams. There was no such thing as the New Yorkian poets. I know that much. There was no such thing as any ethnic poets. Not that I have anything against them. It's just that I... I... I had to take a job about six months ago. I had to take a day job. I got published by Delacorte in 2003 and I had to take a day job in Rhode Island selling ad space on the back of supermarket cash register receipts. Yeah, 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 I know. There are people who don't have ten toes and eight fingers and two thumbs like I do, who are worse off than me. Who've been unemployed for seven years and who are on welfare and have ten kids begging them 18 hours a day for quarters for video games. That's why I've been looking into some other avenues and everything. Other off-ramps, if you will, and I've I've really found a doozy.
2: The telephone is a beautiful invention, and I did it the way I did it for his sake. There's no reason for a business relationship like this to turn ugly. If you don't provide the arena for it, The face-to-face arena for it, it won't turn ugly. Tim, he reacted exactly like I thought he would. He was very, very, very calm. He took one of his really deep breaths. He said agents are allowed to drop clients. He said it's part of the job. But he said he thought we were friends. I said we were friends. Then he said our friendship must have been totally based on business. I told him that was the truth. And... And Then he hung up on me. That was the last time I spoke to him. Years ago. Haven't heard a word since. Didn't know what he was doing. Didn't really think about him at all to tell you the God's honest truth. till like one morning, about two weeks ago, I get a phone call, six in the morning. It wasn't Tim. It was some doctor, Dr. Hollander. Before I could say anything, before I could even introduce myself, he was telling me why his hero is Pete Rose and then he got very, very, very quiet. Said he wanted to tell me that Tim Unterreiner was about to undergo a medical procedure called trepanation. This doctor said my name came up, one of the only phone numbers Tim could remember, or something like that. So, trepanation. Splendid. Tell me what trepanation is, Mr. Pete Rose is your hero. Well, this Dr. Hollander told me about another doctor, a Dutch doctor. Bart Hughes, in 1962, Hughes figured out that a person's state and degree of consciousness and creativity is directly related to the volume of blood in the brain. This Dr. Hughes set about developing a technique to get more blood to the brain. Now, I was never all that good at biology or anatomy, but this Dr. Hollander told me this Dr. Hughes eventually came up with a medical procedure, which isn't approved, and isn't approved of, where a small portion of the human skull of a living and breathing human being is surgically removed. Surgically removed willingly to allow more oxygen to get to the brain for the sole purpose of stimulating creativity. Dr. Hollander told me that the operation was called trepanation and that Tim Unterreiner was going to be trepanned that morning.
4: Pete Rose is my hero, and I never even saw him play. Don't laugh, because here's the thing, here's the thing, okay? Pete Rose, he wasn't born with a particularly athletic body. He was born with an average body, like an average person. He wasn't born with a strong intellect, either. He was born with a totally average, or maybe even below average, intellect. Like most people. Like me, maybe, okay? But see... Pete Rose found a way to go out there and overcome it all. Now, come on, if that isn't true heroism, what is? Okay, okay. Here's the other way of looking at it, if you want to look at it another way. A dog, okay? A dog has six puppies. Five of the puppies, let's say they're beautiful. Their fur is beautiful, their eyes are beautiful, their shit doesn't stink... And they're a hell of a lot more intelligent than the sixth puppy. The sixth puppy knows this. Knows he's not as pretty or as smart. Knows he's got to work that much harder at it, extra hard at it, to get noticed. So here's... Well, that's the thing, okay? I busted my ass, yeah? To get into medical school. Went from Michigan State to the University of Chicago Medical School and came out a full-fledged card carrying in debt up the ying-yang md it took a lot out of me yeah maybe but you know it's 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 what you did problem is i didn't keep doing what you did what i should have done i should have listened to people taken advice from people from my colleagues set myself up like they'd set themselves up you know but Maybe I was stupid, or maybe I didn't listen. Or maybe I felt like I was that sixth puppy. Or maybe I felt like I was Pete Rose. Or maybe I wanted to keep on feeling like I was Pete Rose, for some reason. So, okay, here's the thing. What I did, I I went with a cut-rate insurance company for my malpractice. And yeah, I got nailed. And that's right, the insurance company filed bankruptcy and then I filed bankruptcy and then I lost both houses and then I had to keep saying I never liked them anyway. It got so bad I ended up having to borrow to keep my membership at Hillsdale. If you're not a member at Hillsdale and you're in the medical profession in this town, you're making turkey sandwiches at Subway. So that's the story. That's why that's why I did it. When he came to me, when Tim Unterrainer came to me, right, a month or so ago, he'd been working as a night watchman at a condominium construction site. 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. or something. Said he'd been doing security work for a while. Saving up his money, you know, talking to everyone he could. Every doctor he could. Trying to find someone who'd do it. I knew a little bit about it. I'd read the case study in med school of the patient who used to stand on her head for hours at a time to increase the level of blood in her brain. And the the sculptor who jumped from a hot bath to a cold one ten or twelve times a day to stimulate his creative juices. But here's the thing. I'd never read a documented case, okay, of an M.D. trepanning anyone. And I'll tell you the same thing I told Tim. I I don't know how to do it. Everything I'd ever read, most people who want to do it that badly, they just... You know, they... They just end up doing it to themselves. Trepanning themselves. Amanda Fielding used an electric drill on herself in London. But Tim didn't want to. He, He didn't want to do it to himself, okay? He'd saved up all this money... He wanted to give the money to me. He wanted to give the money to me to cut a hole in his skull. And I needed that money.
3: I wasn't there when they moved the clocks back an hour the first time, when they invented daylight saving time that first time. I wasn't there when they took down the 55 mile an hour signs and replaced them with 65 the first time, and then 75 after that. I just noticed them when I drove on the interstate that next time. I wasn't there when Thelonious Monk got his star on Hollywood Boulevard the only time. I don't know where I was at the time. I might have been playing his records for the 68th time. I wasn't there when they changed the color of the Los Angeles Ram's horn from white to yellow that time. I just remember seeing it was yellow all of a sudden, one time. I wasn't there when they moved the London Bridge to Arizona, one brick at a time. I wasn't there when they moved the clocks back an hour, the first time when they invented daylight saving time that first time. I wasn't there when they took down the 55 mile an hour signs and replaced them with 65 the first time, and then 75 after that. I just noticed them when I drove on the interstate that next time. I wasn't there when Thelonious Monk got his star on Hollywood Boulevard the only time. I don't know where I was at the time. Might have been playing his records for the 68th time. I wasn't there when they changed the color of the Los Angeles Rams' horn from white to yellow that time. I just remember seeing it was yellow all of a sudden one time.
1: I'm in my junior year at Smith now. Straight A's. Except for 1B. Plus. In economics. It's been exactly 18 months since I read the first line of Tim Unteruner's poem, Whereabouts. Shackled in trust, a lithograph of lust. That's how I got introduced to him. That was the first poem that I read of his. I hadn't ever even heard of him before then. Before the Vanity Fair article. The first Vanity Fair article, I mean. The one that came out a year and a half ago. And to be perfectly honest, the first time I read that article, I just skimmed it. But when he was on the cover of Rolling Stone, I went back to it. I guess something clicked then. I know something did. And I started Googling every article about him. And then I picked up the book with whereabouts in it. And just like that, he hit me. He got me. He really got to me. After that, I was watching for his next book. I picked up Nomenclature Culture the first day it came out. It totally blew me away. Even more than the first book. And it really motivated me, you know, to to go for it, to apply here to Smith. And then right after I got in a couple of months ago when Ugly Beauty came out, I really started pushing for the powers that be here to get Tim Unterreiner to come for a reading. They haven't gotten him yet. He's pretty popular now, I guess, and pretty expensive too, but that's okay. It's not really a biggie. I've got all his books. (laughs) I read his stuff. I do it every day. I really do. I've heard he's got some older stuff too couple of books that he published in the early 2000s that are going to be reprinted. That should be pretty interesting. Very interesting. You can only get them at collectors' bookstores now or eBay. Ottoman Empire supposedly goes for like 500 bucks a copy these days. This bandage? It's real. For healing a real cut. See? It's a start. I've got an appointment next year. I've got an appointment with Dr. Hollander himself around Memorial Day. That would be the real thing. I only had to come up with half the money, too, as a down payment. And I got $1,500 off because I could recite the titles of all the poems in Ugly Beauty and remember Pete Rose's lifetime batting average. .303. That was his deal. Dr. Hollander's deal. And that is a real help to a college student on a budget.
0: Trepanation was written by Tom Lavanino, directed by Matt Pelfrey, and produced for America After Midnight by 99 Seats in Your Skull. Trepanation starred Heather Pelosa. David Dietz, Bill Holtz, and Brandon L.L. Bishop. This podcast was recorded at the Point Park Center for Media Innovation. If you want to support this podcast, please take a moment to rate, review, subscribe, and recommend us to friends.